hey, this is Russell, and I really think I could have one of the greatest jobs in the world. I work at the video store, the one that's just down the road from you that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Why I love this job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. We also have interesting people popping in to rent something all the time. Each week, we can help you figure out what you can be watching. So that's both in streaming platforms and out in cinemas. All right, let's do this. Let's open up the shop. Okay, today on the show, we are going to have uh, the musician Warwick, Jesus, how do you pronounce his surname? Rautenbach. Rautenbach. Rautenbach from uh, Hellcats, which was a lovely, lovely chat. But before we get into that, I am hanging out here at the store with Gad and Graham, and we're just going to catch up on a few things. We'd yeah. love you to be a part of the chat. Cool. Hi, oh. you Okies. All right, Steve. dude. How's everything? Busy, uh, busy. Making that candy. Making candy. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, has everybody watched the new trailer for the new Wes Anderson? It e- came out yes, I have. Just the other day, it's, Asteroid City. It's just, uh, uh, um, I don't know how to feel about it. Well, just, for me, it feels like it delivers. And I'm like, he's back, baby. I, I, I just like, it's at the, I'm at this point now where it just feels like, Someone made that as a Wes Anderson parody. <laughs> yeah, we were talking now about like a chat GPT. And it's almost like, <laughs> no, but he's staying on brand, which I think is cool. I think French Dispatch was a little up his own ass. I quite like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. But I think one long story is good. Yeah. Which is what this will be as opposed to lots of different stories. Yes. I just feel like the trailer was just trying to show everyone in the movie. But it didn't show everyone. There's yeah. When you see the cast list at the end, it's so impressive. There's Margot Robbie. I know, but I went back and Adrian a lot of Brody, people... And you can't see them in the trailer. They're mm. unrecognizable. They're just wearing like wigs and stuff. Maybe. You, you go back and look, oh, oh, oh. oh. I, I didn't get much sense of his story. Also, just like having this loaded cast has sort of just become part of his whole like thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like expected of Wes Anderson now. I mean, it's obviously going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, yeah. We're very excited for it. Uh, the trailer for Little Mermaid. Oh, yes. I did see that a few weeks ago. It looks, uh, it looks okay. okay. It looks okay, right? Like it's, I know it's not for us. Sure, you know, we're a bunch it's of thirty-year-old. It's for little brown girls around the world yeah. who are like, I can be a mermaid princess, yeah. which is amazing. I thought it's fine. Her singing sounds good. Yeah, no, I think she's but, a very good singer. Um, but it begs the question, which was the big question of the Lion King, which is why? Yo, why? Why <laughs> any of these? I why are we doing this? this I mean, is, I think this is the last one. I doubt. No, definitely of not. Of these live-action remakes. No, no they're not. There's Lilo. Stop. They're doing Lilo and Stitch. They're doing Snow White. They're doing. Oh, never mind. Okay. I can't think of a single one of these remakes that, never mind, have been better that I've even like, or like been able to kind of get through. No, well, they're see, terrible. there's such Jungle a Book. There's such a magic. Jungle Book was good. It was okay. I liked that. It I liked okay. Jungle that, Book. That, and that Peach Dragon was, was very good as well. Oh, I didn't. Peach see Dragon that is fantastic. Was that a? But was that a live-action remake? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's really? a much more obscure, like animated Disney it film, and like it's also 60s. it's also a completely different film, completely oh, okay. different to the original. Okay. Yeah, um, no, there's some magic about like when you think of like 
the under the sea song and it's the same with the lion king and yeah. i think of that like i just can't wait to be king but that song. wasn't in the movie no the no remake. well the idea is that like with animation you can take it to this trippy fantastical yeah. crazy place Absolutely. where you've got like big fish and little fish and oh like, my god that sequence in lion king with the all the animals and they like doing like the circus stuff and yeah so like that's yeah, the I mean, magic of animation yeah exactly. you know? and when the moment you go to live action you lose that fantastical because it has to yeah. be real and real is pretty boring most of the time especially when you're like that's what a warthog really looks like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like a really fucking ugly animal yeah um and it loses all its character and face and charm but whatever yeah like do it Make I mean, billion, yeah, they're making make a billion. They're making and, so much money. No, and it it's also outrageous. Is, and it also is great that, as I said, like little brown girls can see this Disney princess. Yeah, and white girls can also get the exact same experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly. it's not going to change their world. But unless their parents are like telling them otherwise, they wouldn't even think twice. They wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If yeah. anything, you just now have a whole bunch of other people in the world who will grow up uh, wanting um, mermaid parties. Yeah. I've got to share a great story. So, um, <laughs> Leslie, my girlfriend, her twin sister has got a kid, and this kid had a mermaid party. <laughs> and the mom. Is it in the pool? Well, then the mom gave her this mermaid outfit, which of course she had to wear at her party. She's like four. And then she wanted to swim, and the mom was like, cool, you got to just take your, take your tail off. Oh, because. It's not waterproof. Well, because you can't swim yeah. in it. It's like your legs a are human stuck can't together. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. As she she said it so casually, she didn't think about it. And as that happened, I was like, Jenny, <laughs> good luck trying to tell your daughter that she can't wear her mermaid outfit yeah. in the pool. Because <laughs> then immediately she was like, no, I want to wear it. And she's like, no, you can't wear it. You And then eventually she succumbed like most parents do, yeah. which is fine. And so this little girl was in the shallow end, like drowning <laughs> in her mermaid oven with just her head above the water going like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it because I'm a mermaid. I'm a mermaid. This reminds me of Shaniqua trying to swim. You put your pug in the pool. Yeah, she loves it. Oh, God. We put well, her if anything, it baths her, which is what she needs. Uh, hey, we bath her. <laughs> We put her no, we put her like halfway through, and then she like paddles. She's to got the ends. her leg to tummy ratio is is not going to <laughs> keep her alive. But she can swim. She can waddle. Really? Yeah, I remember the first time we were at a party at Bam's house, and we just put her in the well, pool. Well, if she, she just nice. if she floats, it makes yeah, sense. buoyancy yeah. is on her side. Have you guys heard the new Hellcats album? Do you know the band Hellcats? I am aware of the Hellcats, but yeah. I haven't listened to much yes, of I've them. Yes, I've listened to the new one. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's great. so great. And Warwick is such a lovely dude. And um, this was such a good chat. And we made some candy as promo. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. nice. they had they had a, a song, song called Sugar. Called Sugar, which yes. is a cool... That that's, was like one of their first singles. And that's on the new album. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get into this chat with Warwick, is there anything else I just want to... Uh, here's one for you guys. Did you guys hear... So, for, I don't know what the circumstances were. For some reason, Tom Cruise yeah. saw a screening of The Flash. Oh, yes, I've heard and this. And then afterwards, he apparently phoned the director, Andy Machete, the same guy who directed it, and was like, that was like incredible. Like, Tom Cruise was like, this is like the movie we need right now. Okay, so this is The Flash. The with DC superhero. DC superhero. Yeah, with as, Michael with, Keaton. With Ezra Miller. Miller. Which almost didn't kind of happen, right? Because well, because he's in been in jail and yeah. arrested and Lots yeah, of drama. in rehab. Yeah, and with all the the crap that's happening, everyone's just like, "How is this movie still happening?" Especially with all the other 
movies Warner is cancelled. But I'll yeah. tell you, sometimes when it's the Trump effect, yes. I think history will call this something along the lines of like the Trump effect, <laughs> yeah. where it's like if you do so many things wrong, yeah. nobody gives a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you just do one thing wrong, then everyone can be like, it was that thing that he did. Yes, and he's cancelled as a result. But if he's just like a loose cannon that just has all this stuff, you can't pin one thing to him. Then you can get your movie made. Yeah. Weird. That makes so much also sense. Also, because it's been happening for such a long time, all that stuff happened after they had already shot the movie. Oh, uh, really? Because it's been in production forever. I saw him in real life, Ezra Miller. Um, well, let's... Let's... They. They. <laughs> yeah. Is it? They, they, they. are. Even okay. if they're terrible, we don't have to misgender them. I didn't know that was the... Yeah, no, it's the, fine. I'm just... The request. That's I'm, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Saw them at Cannes. Mm. Um, in 2011, I went to can with Daryl, the guy I started the bioscope with. What movie oh, okay. were they at the time? Uh, he, uh, they, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it takes some getting used to. Yeah. Uh, was in a film called We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh, uh, okay. Which was the adaptation of the book. And yes. it was pretty creepy and weird. Yeah. And Did you see it at Cannes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they walked in with Tilda Swinton. Uh. And I was like, oh my God, it's Tilda Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, I mean, it's insane. If you are ever able to get to the festival, because yeah. you can go as a normal citizen, you yes. can just be in the town, yeah, and you can gather on the side of the main cinema. It's not like we needed special uh, things to be there. You just buy mm. tickets to get No, but even, even to gather in the town, like let's just say you lived in the town next door, or you lived in Cannes, like you could go down to the main you cinema just on that day and you around. can gather on the side, yeah. and they come up the red carpet, and on the first day it was like, De Niro, Woody Allen, Owen Wilson. It was the Midnight in Paris was the opening oh, night. Right. Okay. And we just saw all these famous just <laughs> come past. And I was like, this is ridiculous. That's De Niro. I can see De Niro. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, anyways, but uh, let's get into this chat. Yep. Um, Warwick's on his way and he's going to walk into the store in any moment. <laughs> I finally watched The Square. Okay. Let's get back to your discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. oh, oh! I thought I thought we were. I mean, we can always cut it there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally misread that. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting profish. Um, well, let's talk about the square another day. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, magic duties. Okay. Um, and uh, and yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Uh, this is Warwick popping in to rent something. How's it? <laughs> How's it? How are you doing? I'm so lekker. I am. Um, I'm, I'm glad we 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 can find this time because <laughs> we actually started talking about having you come and visit the video store um, before you then released a fucking huge album. Yeah, <laughs> shit, lots of stuffs happened, and so and so now we can get into both. Cool. And so we can talk about the fact that this album is is now out and with the world, which is great, delicious. But also the exciting things that you do in your life because. What we want on the video store is, is just interesting guests, people who can, who can share an interesting life. And, and, and you, you have one. Why the fuck did you ask me to come here? No, <laughs> you, just you jokes, do. Just jokes. Um, okay. My life is great. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> where, where are you based? Where's home? Uh, I moved to Cape Town about two years ago, man. Throes of COVID. I was like, fuck this riot. I need to be somewhere yeah. near, nearer to nature. And I was sick of driving all the way out to Cradle of Humankind for a hike. Yeah. So, yeah, my wife and I moved to Cape Town, yeah, just under two years ago, man. So we're staying in Seapoint now. Cool. Mm. And 
Um, bread and butter has always been in like production. Uh, advertising. 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 I'm a creative director. Well, I'm freelancing at the moment, and probably for the <laughs> foreseeable future. Okay. Yeah. So you were the creative director of an agency. Yeah, I was uh, executive creative director. <laughs> so gross to say Where? out loud. Uh, at VML YNR in Cape Town, or okay. actually um, countrywide. I did my time. Yeah. I was in uh, Saatchi. Oh, nice. Saatchi and Saatchi. Yeah, in Cape Town. I uh, mean, in, it, uh, we're not in Cape Town, Rorik. You silly uh, sausage. It was, it was in the Joburg office. Okay. I don't know what... Because sh- they, they, they're like soccer teams, mm. advertising agencies. Yeah. I did one year. I appreciated and understood it, but I realized it wasn't quite for me. But Writing. I, I bumbled around. I couldn't kind of figure out what I was going to be. I, I was a yeah, copywriter for a little because I could. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit of a designer because I could. Then I kind of bumbled into like the digital side because I could. But I couldn't quite find my home. You millennials. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, you? we're just good at everything. How old are you? Uh, dude, I'm 42. Okay. I drink oh, a lot of baby seal blood. That's why I have this young complexion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you're looking, you're looking marvelous. <laughs> it's Cape Town. It's the Cape Town in you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, appreciated it, but then, yeah, got, got out. Um, could. Good man. <laughs> As somebody that's been through the rigor, man, I'm like, I'm always telling, like kids go, oh, oh somebody told me to speak to you because you're like Mr. Advertising. I'm like, cool, let me chat to them. Don't fucking do it is my first yeah, yeah. thing. And then I... No, well, what's, what I thought was the hardest was was just accepting and knowing that you're in a service industry. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it has this illusion that you're going to be creative and you're going to get to have all mm. your uh, wonderful ideas come to life but the reality is is that it's you're working for the man you're working for the man <laughs> and if the man wants a different <laughs> song in the advert you can try your best but you know you got to kind of listen to what they want did make the logo bigger make, make the ad shorter but that's the thing man like i've always found uh, and i can't really complain about it, it's giving me a good life, all that kind of stuff. And in fact, like a lot of Hellcats is, I don't know, um, we b- I built a brand, man. Yeah, like I know what you mean. Like with artwork yeah. and all that stuff, that came from like my time in advertising. And also my band helped me on the other side of the coin because I had to deal with all that shit. I had to deal with the make the logo bigger and all that stuff and taking your creativity and just squashing it daily. Whereas when you get into a band room, you just sit with, you and your mates, and you yeah. cuck out whatever comes out of your body, and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a pure creative outlet, which is yeah. And I, I, I like the fact that yeah, we can talk about this stuff because I think I've always wanted to champion that narrative with Short Straw. I've wanted people to know that we, we, we love doing some of these other things that we do. You know, like we have businesses. We all own our own businesses, and Gad makes candy, and I have the cinema and a podcast and a clothing company and Jake owns his own company. L owns his own company. We all, we make TV shows and it's, it's spread. It's so cool. And I think it's important <coughs> that people also know the other things that we do so that, mm. cause the last, yeah, it's, I, I don't like that narrative of like, oh, you know, it's just a day job that we hate, but we want to be in a band, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you, you know, you do find great joy in, in what you do. Definitely. And, and, what I found very interesting was the new thing that you started. What is that in your life? What is, what is that? So uh, I became a meditation teacher. So around about 10 years ago when I was deep in the throes of advertising, I became a creative director for the first time, high-pressure job. 
um, I just had like this underlying <laughs> grumpiness in me all the time. Uh, and yeah, a little bit of depression actually, man. Yeah. And the job kind of does that to you, man. Advertising, as fun as it is, man, they work you to the bone. And um, it's yeah, it's a stressful. similar, it's a similar kind of thing to being in a band where it's like the the, the time's not your own, mm. and there might just be those nights where it's got to be all all night, <laughs> all night, yeah. all weekend. But anyway, like so, at that time, um, I you know I was just like trying a whole bunch of stuff, like substance <laughs> sure. to like get you know unstressed and then i was like well that's definitely not working as we all yeah. know uh and then yeah man i started meditating my wife and i did this uh transcendental meditation course and we started meditating twice a day every day and i've been doing that every day for the last 10 years um and during covid dude i was again back to advertising like bouncing between all of these now yeah um, I was managing a big group of people, probably about 50 people. And during COVID, I kind of saw that everyone was just going through some shit, man. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just COVID. COVID was definitely bringing shit to the surface. But mm. like, I could see that people um, had this underlying thing that I had. And I only noticed it in people because I was like, I've been there, dude. Yeah. Um, so I decided then and there that I wanted, like the thing that had helped me so much in life meditating, I wanted to start teaching it to people, man. So I did a big course last year with a dude out of LA. Um, he's Yeah, he teacher. sounded like he was someone of, of some... Your stature. Mm. Um, yeah, he was actually Deepak Chopra's uh, protege. And I, I learned through him and yeah, man, I became an accredited teacher at the end of last year. And now... I'm just like sort of teaching people how to do it, man. I do like one-on-ones. I do group stuff. I do stuff with corporates. Actually, a lot with advertising agencies. Yeah, because I know so, what they're going through. Yeah, and I, and I know that's what's so great is that you you can you can sometimes your next ventures can be the very thing that can solve your well because you know current how to talk situation. to them, right? You, you know yeah. how to talk to these dudes. And like similarly, man, I want to get into you know people that are into music production and film production and whatever it is man because i can speak to creatives i know that we are all gentle flowers <laughs> and like and we do tend to reach for a bottle or reach for a line or whatever it is man yeah. to like get our kicks and actually that's just like kind of smoke and mirrors man we just got to yeah, deal with the shit that we're going it's very interesting through. it's it's like a sort of space filler you often hear people talking about especially Thank with you. something as simple as as like cigarettes was kind of every day cigarettes is that you you carve out the time for a cigarette yeah where that time didn't exist before you're like when i get there for five minutes i can do this so you make the space that the cigarette fills definitely and and if you then take it out what's problematic is you're like well what do i do with that five minutes and what mm. do i do with the break and so you got to find these other ways to sort of close up that gap of time or fill it with something healthier yeah. or Rejig how your routine works. Yeah, man. And it's it's kind of weird because like I think that's the, you know, there's a bunch of stuff why people won't meditate. First of all, they think like it's reserved for people that own a llama and a lifetime supply of incense. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, sit on top of a mountain in Tibet or they go, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, bruh, if you got enough time to eat, (laughs) you got enough time to meditate. And I actually truly believe this when I say I think both are equally as important to being a healthy, happy human being. Because you, you hear people who, who have now seen the light, they do this kind of stuff. They're very normal, everyday folk, as you said, not fucking 
Rick Rubin looking dudes. Um, and um, you sometimes wonder just what that simple mechanism is. Because I, I, I literally do. And, I, and I've got a f- I can feel it kind of knocking mm. as a thing that's needed. Yeah. And, and that's why when you launched this, I was like, I'd actually love to chat to you. Yeah, man. Without giving, um, <clears throat> without you now giving too much away, because obviously the point is to do it properly as a, as a proper um, instructor. But I mean, perhaps just paint a quick little image for me. Is it you like sitting in the meditative position? Um, Have you got like a, a, a place in your house? Like what? What, uh, what is it literally? Like if I were to be a fly on the wall when you're meditating, it's like, what oh, are you... Oh, just about meditating? Yeah. Oh, dude, simplest thing in the world. The thing that you've been doing every fucking day since the day you were born, breathing, man. Yeah. It is just sitting in silence for an extended period of time and breathing in and out and watching your breath. So like paying attention. I mean, we're doing this all the time, right? Yeah. But if you're just paying attention to the breath going in the body and out the body, you'll find like... But are you, are you sitting in a particular yes. way? Oh, so, yeah, that's the thing, man. Like this whole thing about like you've got to sit on a yoga mat and like on a thing. I sit in a chair. I sit on a comfy couch. As long as your your back is up straight and that's like just for airflow and like... So some some consciousness on posture, but it's more about just... Uh, Paying attention to your breath. It's like making the breath the object of your attention. And there's a bunch of ways you can do that. You can use mantras, which I, I also use. Uh, you That's can a big use... part of TM is the mantra. Hey? Exactly. That was a huge part of the TM. I and, found... and often people keep that to themselves. Well, <laughs> they, they tell you in TM. And like, uh, again, not like slagging that stuff off because it got me into this stuff. And TM I... being transcendental meditation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mouthful, man. Um, but yeah, I found that quite like stringently rule-based. They're like, you can't meditate with pets. And my dogs dig it when I meditate, man. Yeah. Uh, they're like, you have to sit in a certain position. You have to do this. You have to do this mantra. And they're like, this is your mantra, your mantra only. Yeah. And then you find out like five years later that like everyone. Everyone's got that one. TM as well. I'm like, hey, that was mine. Yeah, but that was mine. But people kind of keep it to themselves. They, they because do. Because you kind of, it's something you say in your head, right? Well, and that's the thing, man. Like a mantra isn't like this uh, big thing that's like, cool. If I say this mantra, then I'm going to have like spiritual Rick Rubin in light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually, um, it's just the object of your attention. So it's it's to, not supposed to have any focus meaning. focus your mind. Exactly, yeah. man. Stop yeah. thinking. Well, is it a sentence sometimes or is it a word? Yeah, often, man. Often there's like a whole bunch of like words you can do. There's chants. Um, but yeah, like I say, but with, yeah, let's let's dispel any kind of mysticism. It's mm. it's just to focus. So like you'd appreciate this, for example. I realized in the nights where my mind's buzzing, mm. like I can't sleep, and I'm you know you know when you when you're still there, you're still at the club. Mm-hmm. In the sense that you're still at the show, mm-hmm. you know, for you and I. Because, like, we would maybe come off, like, a sweaty stage at one in the morning. Yeah, it's quite hard to cannot settle. Cannot sleep. Yeah. It's quite hard to settle. So, sometimes you sort of, you're there and you're in your bed, but you're still on the dance floor. You know that, like, you just can't. So, I know, like, Leslie, my girlfriend, she sometimes would just get out of bed, sit on the couch, get a change of scenery, come back, and then you fall asleep. Amazing. For me, what I've realized sometimes works for me is I would go through like a geographical space in my head, like my primary school. And in my head, I would go, if you went up that stairs and you walked down, there was that a corridor. Was it a corridor? Was it a door? Where were the toilets? Were the toilets were there? Next thing you're you sleeping. Know, and you fall asleep. <laughs> my dad plays golf. Yeah. He 
He plays he plays Bryanston Country Club because he's played <laughs> it so many times in his head. And he says he he hits his first shot, walks to it, then he hits another one around the corner, around the tree. He says he's asleep by a whole three. That's a great <laughs> one, man. But that's the same idea. Object in, of in, your attention. In man. principle. Okay. And how long do you do this? Um, sure, man. So Varies. like I said, I kind of do it well, every every morning I do it for um about forty minutes. Um, I used to just be 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. But now, like, I just, I dig it, man. It's such a cool way to get my day started. I wake yeah. up super early. And I like to do that because, I, you know, your life is so full of stuff. You know, you're a busy dude, man. Yeah. Um, by waking up super early, I get, like, three hours of my day that I get to write music, that I get to be creative, read stuff that, like, forwards mm. my, <laughs> like, pip. Yeah. Um, so I, I meditate for long in the morning and then I meditate like midday and then sometimes little 10 minutes at the end of the day. It's so lacquer though. It chills and, me and, out. And how does work allow you to meditate? I tell them I'm taking a moment and then I leave the room and then I go <laughs> meditate. You'll be surprised, dude. Like when you, first of all, when you tell people you're going to go meditate, they're just like, it's so weirded out. That yeah. like, well, I'm not going to ask him what that's about. Yeah. And they just let you go. But secondly, if you tell people in your life, I need a 10-minute breather. Mm. More often than not, people are going to go rad. Yeah. And you go, man. Yeah. So, And you can do that shit wherever. You can go sit in the car. Sometimes I sit in the toilet and do it. Yeah. I do it on the airplane. And, and the, idea, the idea is that, let's just say there's a lot going on. Like you got a big pitch or maybe you're fighting with your wife or something. Something, something's making this tough. You do try and focus, but you also kind of do let, that stuff roll around your head, right? Because it's natural that it will. Yeah. And that's part of the 40 minutes is kind of you figuring out some of that stuff. So you're not wanting to display it. You're not, you're not wanting to have it leave the room, right? Well, the thing is, and I think a big misconception is where people like kind of stop meditating because they try and they're like, damn, man, I just sit, sat there for like 15 minutes and I just thunk. The yeah. whole time. I yeah. thought about what it's going to do for dinner. Yeah. Like that fight with my wife. Mm. Shit going on at work. Here's the kicker though, man. You don't, we can't stop thinking, dude. Exactly. We are thinkers. That's how we got this far. And I think that's my brain. <laughs> that's I think how that's we also what podcast. stopped me. Yeah, yeah. That's what stopped me. Is it like, it's a big I think I've got way too much activity going on. So, and that's, that's the thing, man. Like, so, uh, you know, the technique that you use is not to stop thinking but it's to keep you coming back to the thing that you're doing, which is just breathing. Mm. So you can even say to yourself, if you don't believe in mantras or any of that shit, bro, you can just go to yourself thinking. When, because. When you hear yourself thinking and then you just carry on breathing. Man. When you clean your cupboard, your literal cupboard, yes. your brain feels cleaner. So it's kind of the same idea, right? That's it. That if you can kind of clean your thoughts, you can think better. That's it, man. That's the idea. That's it. Okay. And like... Yeah, man, I, as soon as you stop focusing on thinking, because we do, we get so caught up in our thoughts. And like in this day and age, we've got phones to look at. We've got Netflix to go check out. There are so many distractions to your point of like getting away from like dealing with stuff, dude. Mm. And like when people are sad, you know, the thing to do is not be, hey, cheer up. It's like, homie feel sad bro get in feel yeah. those fucking feelings and like let them fucking happen to you so um one thing i could recommend to you if you're not watching it already is shrinking which oh, is a man i keep hearing about it it's dude. a show on apple Journey tv Hill. plus no it's 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 jason siegel oh jason siegel that was and right. um 
It's very funny. It's quite heartfelt. It's the same guy behind Scrubs. Nice. So it's uh, a good understanding. It's got Harrison Ford in it. What? It's lovely. It's a great <laughs> show. And one of the things we just you've just touched on, which is what inspired me to recommend this, is that is that at the heart of the story is about these psychologists. Um, Jason Siegel, who you know from How Much Mother, and, and, and that. He's, he's one of the psychologists. Harrison Ford is the guy who sort of runs the practice. Um, and at the, at the start of the story, you understand that Jason Siegel's wife recently passed away and he's still grieving. So part of him trying to kind of figure his life out is what sort of starts the show. But um, there was one um, thing which they, they, they prescribed and one of the characters do, which is like, just cry. <laughs> just, just, just for the next 10 minutes, just fucking Have a little sob. go for it, you know? And then you can listen to this music or whatever, and it's like it's exactly what you're saying. It's Helps, like man. don't 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 stop it from coming in. If anything, let it in. Yeah, and you go have oh, a good there look it at it. I always say like invite it in for like tea and scones, man. Yeah, <laughs> you go like I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. Lacquer. What does that feel like in your body? What does it look like if you had to picture it? Is it a glowing ball of like red hot like lava? And then just think about what it does. And I promise you, when you concentrate on something like that for long enough. It goes, I don't need to be here anymore. I haven't got control yeah. over this person anymore. Yeah. I'm a bounce. <laughs> yeah. Or there's just nothing you can do. I think yeah. that's something that I, I struggle with a lot, which is like, you can't solve it now because mm. you need the person in front of you to deal with it or you need yeah. to make something or you need to do something. Like you in bed, like you can't solve it now. Like, <laughs> but I'm desperately trying to. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, it takes a while until your brain's like, Buddy, Friendly. go to sleep. Deal yeah. with it tomorrow. You can't solve it now. Yeah. And some people are really good at that. And that takes a, that's a muscle to like get right. Oh, that's it, man. So I wallow. I wallow sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm a wallow I'm myself, a gooey, I'm a gooey person. Yeah. Um, but speaking of also, yeah, all the other things in your life, let's talk a little bit about the band. Yeah, man. She's um, one of the big loves of my life. <laughs> yeah. Hellcats. Uh, yeah, we've just. Firstly, uh, great name. Thank you so I've much. always thought that. Actually, Alex came up with it, man. When we left our old band, <laughs> he was like, we're making this band. It's going to be two of us, and it's called Hellcats. I was like, cool, take my money. Let's do it. Um, Short Straw, uh, we've never really spoken about it because it was named and started before I joined. But um, there was another band that all these members were a part of, and then they, they disbanded. And, and L and the original drummer started it as a two-piece, which is what Hellcats wow. is, a, a two-piece. <laughs> And um, knowing that they came from this collective band together that then split up, it was quite funny if you knew that because the band name Short Straw Ooh. was a lovely like sort of almost <laughs> comment that perhaps those two had drawn a short straw in the way in which these, this band had dispelled. But it, it wasn't like that at all. But it was, just um, worked out it that was the a name nice, was nice like, name. But yeah. um, I have to share something funny. Um, the, the drummer that then became the drummer for the majority of our, our time together, um, Jake and Tom. What a mensch. Yeah. And Tom are good friends from high school onwards. And so the moment we needed um, to find a, a new drummer, Jake came in quite quick. Um, and so those two have got a lovely connection. And so very famously, we would be having these long, sweaty band practices. And when we needed a break, like, Elle needs a cigarette or you need to go to the bathroom. Famously, for some reason, Jake and Tom would stay in the room and jam <laughs> for even longer. Like, didn't even take the break. And the music that the two of them would play 
would be very similar to your sound. Mm. Um, and so we made a joke like, oh, the Hellcats here. Like, look at these two <laughs> yes. And so did you ever see us once post a video where we, I don't know whether we tagged you, but we called ourselves the Moon Dogs. No. Or no, no, no. The Heaven Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it was, and it was it's like catchy. that very similar, like <laughs> raw, raw rock and roll. A little bit stuff. <laughs> and so I find it. It, it, it's it's great if you are really trying to advocate for the fact that to be someone who does meditation isn't someone, as I said, who lives in a, who wears flowing robes and is very peaceful. <laughs> the the shining example is is you in the band. And so for those who don't know or haven't been to a Hellcat show, like you are often on the floor, you are sweaty, <laughs> and it is a meditation very in shitty. itself because it's totally, it's man. this totally. it's. Uh, and, and, and you've just released the new album. The new album's called? End of Days. End of Days. And, and it's, it's relentless in a good way. Like it's, it's, it's intense. It's, I think, only by, how many songs are on there? Uh, nine. Nine on this new one. By like six or seven, you kind of calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. forget the album order, but only like yeah, by yeah. about six or seven is there something that's like And a that's new slower. as well. That's new. We've never done any slow jam. But the first six songs at least are like a fast-paced <laughs> rock, which I love. Yeah. And I think it's Thanks. the world needs it. <laughs> and it's perfect for Joburg traffic, by the way. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, a lot of traffic lights out here, man. I forgot about that shit. Yeah. No, there's almost an argument that like the, the radio station should just report on the ones that do work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the corner of Me Hill and Main, we have one traffic light working. That does work. <laughs> um, that's where the lights are on. And that's the end of the news. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually it's like lights out at this. And it should be like lights on there. Yeah. Um, do, we not, do we not have traffic lights out in, in Cape Town? Uh, you don't feel it as much? Yeah, look, I mean, I do walk a lot in Cape Town. Yeah. Making a difference. Look, I mean, <laughs> it's still South Africa down there, man. Yeah. Like, everyone goes, oh, you've moved to Europe. And I'm like, yeah. it's different. Yeah. It's a hell of a difference. There's gangs and knives here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, we still get load shedding. We still get, but like, a, it's like a lot less. Yeah. A no, less. We, recently in the last few months, we've, it really seems like the infrastructure of the traffic lights took a hammering. Mm. Um, but hopefully... Well, people are chopping them down now for the copper in like broad daylight. Oh, I, of, yeah, I, don't that, to, I don't want to I'm think like, about it. My, my, my father-in-law, I'm just like, I had to ask him, I was like, just stop sending me stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, it can make you insane. Yeah, man. Um, what are you watching? What are you enjoying? Hmm. Especially for someone who does be more decisive and conscious of potentially wasting time on Netflix. At the moment, I'm watching Our Universe that's narrated by Morgan Freeman. Oh, Ooh, it's so good. Have you seen that South Park little aside with Morgan Freeman? No. Oh, hey. yeah, not South Park, Family Guy. Also, no. It's so great. So, you know, Family Guy <laughs> yeah, family cuts family to guy. all these like yes. little skit jokes. And there's one about Morgan Freeman's voice. And it just cuts to him going, ever since I was a little boy. I think I have seen. have enjoyed listening <laughs> to the sound of my voice. <laughs> and then it cuts back. Well, I mean, it's like, it's a treasure, that thing. No, his, his voice is a, is a, is a national it's treasure. It's fucking great, man. Oh, um, so what is it? The universe. Uh, our universe. Our universe. And then I'm also watching Prehistoric Planets um, uh, on Apple on, TV. 
That's on Apple TV. Yeah. Right? Okay, so, so you got good. Apple TV Plus. Yeah, yeah. Ach, yeah. oh, dude, I've got all of them. Okay, so Prime, so then Disney. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, shrinking is is delightful. Cool. It's what you need. I can read. It's it's got the emotion that you need. It's got the humor that you nice. need to make it light and fun. Can't wait. Um, okay, so the universe. Yeah, very good. You like to you like very to expand good. your mind in that regard. I do. Also, like you know, it's like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's the the cosmos, bro. I'm like, oh my god, so good. What I love about that shit, and it's like you know, we keep talking about like stuff that makes you like playing in a band, like meditation, and like it's like when you stare up at the night sky and it's just stars that make you feel so fucking tiny yeah. in the universe, but make you feel like you are part of it at the yeah. same time, the biggest thing in the world. And that's what I like doing, man. I like I like doing stuff that helps me tap into the source. And I've really found that like rock and roll and playing a little bit of the devil's music helps me, <laughs> helps me <laughs> tap it's into not the, the devil's source. Music. No, I but mean, it's I so just, funny. I just, I always joke, man, but like, it's, it's I've just when you're being to, creative, it's just, yeah. it's a beautiful thing, man. I've often, um, well, I found it very interesting to, to step into Iron Maiden. Nice. Um, because from the outside, it looks so demonic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like these, and you grow up your whole life seeing that imagery, never really hearing the music, interestingly enough. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing this like terrible, like graphic, you know. Eddie. Yeah. The character, the, the skull character. And then you, you then realize like it's very smart, almost like historic poetry it's like opera yeah i mean he's like talking about wars and 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 politics and history yeah. and smart <laughs> dudes man he's a pilot and he's a pilot <laughs> yeah. and and so now that that kind of stuff has been so much more commodified through things like cotton on you know where they do license deals with record labels so it's not even like the band has anything to do with it so <laughs> you know you think like no that i've spoken to a dude from warners and he says it's, it's that, that, that that like a brand like cotton on will just go well, what's in the back catalog what can we buy the rights to to do um to do stuff and um so people are buying these clothes without knowing the bands and it's like okay i accept that but once or twice like someone walks into the bioscope and i don't be funny about it and go oh you should know blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but i say i've I used one or two moments with with iron maiden where i'm like you should you should understand this band the lead singer is a pilot and they have a plane and he flies the band around the world in a jumbo jet that's that's like their and and you can see the person's eyes get bigger. I was like, get into it, like just listen to it. Maiden is good. I I must say I'm not a huge fan, but I was like I at least kind of understand. Yeah, you get it, man. You get it. Um, I heard a I heard a, a little bit of Royal Blood in the new album, especially. Definitely, man. So that must be an inspiration for you guys. Well, big well, time. I mean, look, we, we're big fans of Two Pieces, White Stripes, Death From Above 1979 is like mm. a big one for us, man. Japan Droids? Uh, yeah, Japan Droids is cool, but not a big influence of ours. But during COVID, uh, which is when like we wrote most of the music, man, I'm sure you know, you were listening to a whole bunch of different shit, man. Mm. You were listening to music that when you felt like punching a hole through the wall because you were so frustrated, when you were sad, when you were like, mm. saw a friend for the first time and you played rock and roll around the bry. <laughs> yeah. Like we were listening to a lot of different stuff. And actually, I was listening to a hell of a lot of Jacques Moorman, okay. like his Great Valley Redemption album at the time, man. And that's where all those slow jams kind of 
crept their way into like yeah. my writing process, dude. Um, what's interesting is it. So you wrote, but you don't sing the songs. No. What so, happens? What generally happens with us is I write a riff. Um, we get into band room, and then Alessandro will sing phonetically over it. And in fact, sort I'll, of mumble the mumble a sort of melody. Exactly, and he's so good at that, dude. Like mm. his vocal hooks are like off the charts, man. Well, I must say, so like great. I got what I got from listening to this new album now was um, uh, not like I had any thoughts before, but I really appreciated his voice. Mm. Like he's he's got like a like a. Um, Robert Plant, like, Definitely, like man. he's got Definitely. those chops. No, he's he's. A and great I and I, I don't know why I didn't necessarily notice it before, but on this album Loud I was music. really like, <laughs> yeah, I was like really like paying more attention to it. Because yeah. I think most of the time, see you guys, maybe we're concentrating because we're going to go on yes, next yes, or we've yes. just come off stage. Yes. So sometimes we see each other in this kind of transient place where we don't really get to sort of stand and watch. It's tough to it's do hard. that when you're at shows, right? But um, yeah, so then he'll like kind of sing frenetically to it, get that little vocal hook, and then, like, we'll record everything on our phones or whatever, and then I'll generally go away and I'll write lyrics to that. Our first four EPs, dude, we didn't actually have any lyrics. Mm. Like, when we went into the studio to record, it was all made up on the spot, and every show we played, he was freestyling. Oh, Sometimes there'd really? be, like, overlap. Dude, I promise you, man, he just... And that was, like, I don't know, the first three, four years... <laughs> What lyrics are those? What do those mean? And I'm like, I don't know. And then eventually, I like, because I've, I've enjoyed writing over the last few years because of my day job and whatever. Um, so I started writing the lyrics on the last album and this one. And it's been so much fun, dude. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. And I must actually compare it now to the recordings of the previous album because I actually don't know whether I've listened to those properly. Mm. But the production on this one was great. Mm. Was same dude. Same dude. That okay, they, so they're probably on the same par. Yeah. But I was like, the production, like it's it's massive. Mm, he did a great job, man. So it's Craig Hawkins from Audio Militia. He used to be the lead singer of Pestroy back in the day. Yeah. With Shane Forbes. Yeah, so I'm actually kind dudes. of weirdly sort of tied to those guys in a sense that um, Pestroy came out of Bryanston High. Oh, uh, no way. Which is man. where which is where I went to. Cool. And so when I was this like wet behind the ears, like little kid, stand at six, like that was the band. Yeah. And then when they they grew as as sort of they're, they're not they don't perform anymore. No, no. As no, Pestroy, no, no, no. but no. Um, up until they stopped, they were the biggest sort of hard rock band in South Africa, and it was so Huge. cool that they kind of came out of my high school. Yeah. And cool um, guys, man. Someone like Shane Forbes, he sometimes plays bass, right? Uh, well, Shane? well, for us, yeah, he's played. Yeah, he opened f uh, when we played for the Cure, um, and like he played us at Opie, a couple songs. Yeah, uh, but sometimes he was in like Pestroy. Yeah, he was yeah. bassist since. And then they went now, like now we've sort of met each other as adults, as yes. peers, doing stuff and friends of friends and things like that. And of course, like any kind of like, oh my god. It's like out the window because we're now peers in many ways. And he's like such a rad dude. Oh, dude. What a man. My, my best friend. Really? In him? the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's delightful. He's a good dude. Um, and, so, and so, yeah, I've always kind of felt connected to that band in a sense. 
Yeah, great dudes, man. Um, and then the other dude is the guy from Sixteen Stitch. Eh? Uh, Did he have much to do with the drummer from Sixteen Stitch? The drummer, that's Nick. So yeah. he wasn't in Pestroy, but he's at Audio Militia. Yeah. Uh, and then the guitarist from Sixteen uh, Stitch, who is Paul Norwood. Yes. One of the Norwood brothers. Yeah. It's 18 of them, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the three of them run and own Audio Militia together. And dude, just, you must see their studio out in Dunkeld. They bought a mansion. Yeah. And gutted it, but like a mansion, mansion. Really? Oh, they've got like six or seven or eight studios in there, and it's like rad, dude. Really? Eh? It's like a Playboy mansion for music. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. But Craig, on this album, like, dude, it's like in, uh, I don't know if you've watched, uh, like, that uh, Wasting Light uh, yeah. ma making of where they, the Foo Fighters where they built the studio in the like, basement, whatever. Craig did that. But yeah. like, He's got like a little Neve console in there. He's kitted it out like beautifully. And his goal was to like have it ready by the time we recorded. And then we recorded in that room, man. I stayed at his house for like two weeks at a time over a year and a half. And we just get blazed and make music. Yeah. Roll out of bed, jump in That's the pool. That's glorious. Eh? There was a point in, in the lockdown where I actually was like, when it was really bad, like at the height of it, I, I was going to propose to the dudes, like, because we were playing with the album and we had a few songs here and there and it was always on pause and mm. it was wait until this, wait until that. And yeah. then there was a moment where I, I was going to propose it because the studio where we've always been, High Seas, mm, great, has, has got some space and they're good buddies and there's a cottage. Yeah. And there was a, I was like, might not be the cuckest idea to live here yeah. for a week and bubble and make music. Yeah. It just didn't work out. We had too many other things going on in our own lives. But sure. But you, so you had a little bit of that. Yeah, man. And like, uh, it's always something, and it just happened by flick, man. So I'm, I've always been good mates with Craig, but he was just like, just come stay here, man. And then Al would, oh, he's obviously, he's got a kid and a missus here in Joburg. Um, so he would drive home like sort of every night. Um, but Craig and I would just like carry okay, on so working. Alessandro, the drummer of the two piece, he's in Joburg. Yeah, he still lives in Joburg, man. And you live in Cape Town. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we've made this whole album from two cities. Yeah. Which is... Which yeah. is what one can do now. Yeah, look, at, I mean, it's... It's it, more possible and easier now than it's ever been, but yeah. It's, it's still, not It's not been hella easy because, you know, like I had all of these tracks. I had about 40 tracks for this album. <laughs> not that we were going to make a triple yeah. album. Um, but I had 40 tracks and then I was like, cool, let me whittle them down to 20 and we're going to come up here and go through all of these tracks and see what was good. And like actually on the morning, he's going to kill me for saying this, man. But on the morning we were supposed to go record with Craig at Audio Militia, he was like, dude, this is just too much. This is too much pressure and like fucking like, yeah. I, like I don't want to do it. So I was like, dude, let's just go sit with Craig. We jammed through the songs. What, what was too much pressure to choose? Well, well, no, not to choose, just to like kind of, um, I guess it was daunting to like take all of that music and like distill it into a recording process of like a couple of days yeah. when we'd never played these songs together. Yeah. And it had yeah, all yeah. been voice notes. Yeah. Yeah. So that like freaked him out a little bit, but you know, Craig, as he does at Audio Militia, he's like, um, He's the third Hellcat, man. I, like, I shit mm. you not. When we get into studio with him, he knows our sound. He knows how we're both wired as people um, and what we are capable of creatively. And he just draws it out of you, man. So this is Craig. What's his name? Hawkins. Craig Hawkins. Yeah. Great cool. producer, man. 
excellent, yeah. excellent producer. No, that's nice to have that objectivity and that sameness. So that's what Jacques yeah. Yeah, um, Duplessis is as yeah, the high seas for you guys. For like yeah. he is, he he actually also has literally been another member. Mm. Often we've gotten him to step in if someone can't make it, or sometimes he just toured with us to play extra vocals and tambourine. Yeah, him and another guy who also worked at the studio, Adrian. He actually told me that. Man. And I called, <laughs> I called that, um, I called him the when we were there all together. I I have referred to it as the Magnificent Seven <laughs> because it like it just filled the sound. Yeah, such an opulent time. <laughs> no, no, hey, cheese, bro. Take <laughs> away. Just have these extra. Dudes. Nice work if you can get it, man. Um. So, is there anything you want to watch more of in life or consume more of? What are you kind of seeking out? Um. Sure, man. Look, I'm about to have a kid now, man. So. Oh damn! <laughs> it's like right now, 28th of April. So, this tour that we're busy doing now is probably going to be our last live shows for a very long time for a foreseeable future yeah, yeah man and um like i thought what a cool way to go out man like yeah drop an album that we are excessively proud about yeah. um and just go play a bunch of shows in a row man and like yeah. we're doing like a good bit of pr thank you for this today uh, sure. no, no, of course. <laughs> but uh we're doing a good bit of pr and like yeah, I think it's just a cool way to just drop the mic, man. Like, I don't know if you know yeah. the story of the Beatles where they just like stopped. They stopped, yeah. Performing. Yeah. At the height of their career, they, they the Beatles just stopped playing Because shows. they couldn't hear like mm. their music because yeah, people were said, screaming. They said we weren't getting any better because we weren't, we weren't able to even hear ourselves. But I just loved that they had this thing that they could go like, cool, we're just not going to perform anymore and we'll just write music. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that's going to happen to us, but I think there's just something so cool in just doing stuff the way you want to do it. Yeah. And I'm uh, Short Straw is in, in a very, very, very similar place where for so many years, everything else just fell by the wayside. Like relationships, family, mm. just, being tough, able to, man. just being able to go on holiday with your family. Mm. Um, was so, so simple, but it was just so impossible to kind of commit to anything. Mm. And you guys are in a six-piece band, man. I've yeah, got like were, one. Were yeah, there were five of us. Oh my god! And um, and then and then there was yeah. They, it felt like there was a balloon that was gonna pop. Thankfully, it didn't. And we deflated the air before it popped. And Good. that was to sort of have this break where we kind of could reassess things. And that's when I started limited edition. L started. Cockles, nice. Um, Tom's career just took off as a as a cinematographer. <laughs> Jake started his own business. Um, Gad did music stuff, and I think the the starts of his candy company were were kind of happening. But then we realized, okay, now the band has to fit in with us, mm. as opposed to the other way around. Mm. And then um, COVID happened, and so it was a big fat pause where we did very little. Came out of it feeling older. Mm. I don't know whether you no, did. No, definitely. I felt man. old. Definitely. Where all of a sudden you're like, oh, the young is young and I'm the old. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's a quite, couple years. Happens really, like it that, right? sped everything up. It was amazing and, and weird. Where all of a sudden we were like, wait, are we a legacy band? <laughs> 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 like, are we that band now? <laughs> like, are we? And then you, you play shows you're and you're like, young kids are still coming to your shows. And you're like, Thank God. And you're like, okay, this is cool. Thank you, child. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then we put this last album together, uh, well, the most recent album, and we thought to ourselves, like, this could be our last album. Sure. Not saying definitively, but we could maybe safely say this could be the last album. Mm. Not to say that there can't be more music. Definitely. Maybe in, like, songs here and there. But we just realized at that point how much time and energy 
would go into something like that. And you it's such your, a big product. You missed your life. <laughs> well, we just realized that like, you really have to give up so much sure. to, to give that everything that you need to give. So it's like, And it's worth it for a very long time. Yeah. Because it's also effortless. Eventually you get to a point where you're like, damn, man, I miss my wife a lot when I'm away for a yeah. long tour or like I've missed my dogs I miss going to friends birthday parties on yeah. a Saturday afternoon what people what people don't know and and you have to you know you have to sort of use your words really carefully but like what people don't know is like it's quite a shit life <laughs> it looks not, lots of fun and glamorous. in many ways it is lots of fun because yeah. you give up so much of your time yeah so effortlessly and so it is lots of fun you and I don't don't live with any regrets no ways man but great if you can carve out the next few years yeah you might choose to do things differently that's it and you might sacrifice something that like a young up-and-coming artist would be like oh my god why would you not want to go on that tour totally. why would you not want to play that you're like oh because i've i've done it and like it takes a long time dude I you, just, you lose a whole weekend for 40 minutes you dude, know I, I was speaking to and i don't want to mention his name because like he's um i don't think it's public knowledge yet but he's in like a a very fucking big band that is breaking overseas right now, SA band that is breaking, but, and he's just said, like, he doesn't know if he can do it anymore. And people would go, but you're now breaking. Because those dudes are on the road for you're like now months doing at it. a time. You're now doing it. And, and, but it's like, you, you, you forget what I've done yeah. <laughs> for the last however long. And that's the thing, man. And, and it's fun, dude. That, those shows, that 40 to one hour, 40 minutes to one hour is, the it's most heaven. the yeah. most fun you can have with your clothes on dude like yeah it's gorgeous in every way but what people don't kind of get is that that's like five percent of the deal yeah <laughs> and hopefully the guys with you are fun and respectful hopefully you can carve out some time like we saw the sydney opera house at midnight amazing because you can't Japan. go any other time Wait, I've got to ask you a question. We, we, I, I remember going to Buckingham Palace at midnight. Oh, my God. Because that was the only time you got to see it. <laughs> there's some Japanese towns. Hey, we're going on tour. There's some <laughs> Japanese towns like I saw the restaurant, the 7-Eleven, and the hotel room. Because you just don't have any other time for anything else. It's like it's not – you don't go on you – don't, you don't get the sightseeing. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And even if you had the time, you're like, fuck, I'm going to nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember some folks waking up early and going to see a castle and – Osaka and the rest of us going, like, what, was it, what was it like? Yeah, <laughs> tell me what it's like. <laughs> oh, but I've got to ask you this question. Um, I won't say, no, I'll, tell, I'll say, it. Gad, you guys were, I don't know, somebody had duped you into going to a strip club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Gad was there and like the stripper was like apparently right in front of his face. Please, uh, please don't cancel me. And he looked up at her and he said, what's sorry, the what's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> what's the Wi-Fi password? Oh, that is hilarious. Uh, okay, so what that is, <laughs> it was very weird and awkward. No, it was a very much a surprise and it wasn't a strip club. It was, it was interesting. In Australia, the guy hosting us just wanted, wanted to do this because it's funny. And, um, and, it, and um, it was a bar where the women are topless. Okay. Um, and that's the totally sort of, different. Yeah, very, <laughs> it is. It is somewhat different. And there's also like a little section where you can get a haircut, and the woman is topless. <laughs> Dinner and a show. And but it was like during the day, and it was, so it was very bright, and she was sweet, and um, part of the welcome <laughs> to this sports bar where the women are topless um, is a very brief 
dance on the table for you. And all of us were just so awkward in this moment. Yeah. We were like, oh, what do we do? Uh-huh. Like, and we also felt a bit duped by the guy. Like it was you a, were duped. It was an innocent, <laughs> you know, joke on us just to show us something silly. Um, <laughs> but we were all like, oh, no, we were not ready for this. And, and because you're traveling, you need Wi-Fi connection to catch up with everyone (laughs) and so there was just this great moment where the only person who could really tell gad how to connect (laughs) to the wi-fi was this woman (laughs) uh and then what was so funny is we kept it to ourselves because we all have partners so we wouldn't have seeked out this kind of experience i'm sorry i brought that but it happened no 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 (laughs) but it's hilarious because months later it came up with i think she was my wife at that point um months later i I thought it was innocent enough to mention that this guy took us to this thing and it was so awkward and da 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 da. da. <laughs> and we were in the car. And then um, she then kept quiet. I didn't know what she was doing. We were driving. She was obviously on her phone. And then all of a sudden, my phone pinged. And Jake from the van goes, Who spilled the beans about the titty oh. bar? And I was like, Oh shit, that was me. Oh. Sorry. So, so my partner at the time must have gone, You'll never believe what the guys did in Australia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I but told was, you that in confidence, Sarah. But it was so funny where, like, literally a minute later, like, it had gotten all the way through Holy the shit, girlfriend wife network. Quick. And Jake just messaged goes, Who spilt the beans? <laughs> <laughs> just funny. Oh, man. But yeah, stays on tour, guys. Stays on tour. Yeah, sometimes it's quite hard to sort of reframe it. Yeah. Because. <laughs> well, you know, it's not what it looks like. Because it really wasn't. We like, <laughs> sure. literally didn't go, like, Hey, man. <laughs> Take us somewhere. Take us to a top of the sports bar. Yeah. You have those, right? And it was just so awkward during the day. And, and we were like the only customers in a, like a big sports bar. Funny, it was very really weird. That is so funny. Yeah, we played Hell's Kitchen over the weekend. And it was oh, just right, so lovely man. to just do those. Yeah, it's kiff. Those things. It's really eh? cool. When we were kind of really reassessing cool. what we wanted to do in our life, you know, in around these conversations about like, is this our last album and all that kind of stuff. And we were also just talking about shows and what we take great joy in. Mm. Um, I think it was L who was like, I could just play small clubs. Uh, and I was like, that's a, that's doable. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. That's very doable. If you were like, oh, I just want to play big shows. It's like, you understand that if we don't play the small shows, we're not going to get the big shows. Yes. You know, or many shows, we might not do the big, you can't just like snap your fingers and get a, <laughs> a big one. <laughs> if, you, nice. if you want to just play small Sweaty club shows? Easy peas. That's, that can be done. That yeah. can be arranged. Well, I don't even know about it anymore, man. Those are like few and far between at the moment. Yeah, but. sure. They all come in. in That's come crazy. And okay, but it's just lovely, man. Yeah, man. So are you, are you, so you freelance as, a, as advertising now, huh? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, at the beginning of so last year. So that frees year, up more time for totally, the meditation. And the meditation you're totally. calling was a chi. Was a chi. Was a means obviously come here in Zulu and chi is the life force. Yeah. So I did it mostly for the international cats. Everyone's like, yeah, it's like was a chi, that's fucking lame. But anyway, it's just a name. <laughs> no, but if it's if it's for someone foreign, it's also still something someone can pronounce. Yeah. It's not a exactly. not a word yeah, that yeah. requires too many like clicks yeah. or And it's it's weird, man, like the since I've started this thing and like you brought it up earlier, like I think because people know me as like a guitarist in a band and like a little bit of a loose <laughs> cannon jawler um, and like an advertising guy or whatever, 
I've started doing this thing now when I posted like on Facebook and Insta like that I'm doing this and I'm doing one-on-ones with people and then I've got like a whole bunch of guided stuff online. It's so weird how many people come out the woodworks and like it's like they're about to tell you a dirty joke. They look around over their shoulders and they whisper to you. Yeah. Meditation, what's what's that about? Can you can you help me out? Weird. And like it's like you're a sex therapist. Well, yeah. And it's been so cool to like to actually just get people just to try it out, man. Yeah. And it's it's lovely, dude. Because that's all I want to do. I don't want to like, I don't want to make a cult. I just want to spread some good vibes, man. That's yeah, I, I think I think you starting this is is a little bit similar to what the podcast is for me. Where I was like, this is what I want to do. This is like I've, I've always wanted to be in some kind of like talky yeah, yeah, yeah. radio ish. Like when I was a little kid, like this my dream dude. was to be a radio DJ. Until I realized, like, no, that sucks. <laughs> and you don't get to pick the music. Oh. The moment that happened, I was oh, like, oh, true. never mind. Um, <laughs> unless you're part of a particular radio station. In that case, maybe not a lot of people listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Ruffle the smooth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I started this now, I was like, no, I, I, I like this. I almost think that I've this spent dope, the last man. 13 years building a cinema just so that I can have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's nice that you sort of, I'm all for that. I recognize that a mile away. I'm all for like, this is the dream. Mm. And it's nice that you've had these platforms to sort of have and be a big part of making who you are as a person so that you can bring that to something like this. Definitely, man. And that's very similar to what the podcast is. You know, having been in the band is what can inform a fun conversation when I'm talking to you or like the last 10 years of, of, or 13 years of running a cinema can bring some knowledge into a film conversation. Hells yeah, man. And and then now we can use this experience to make our lives better. Hells yeah, man. And so like, it's nice that you can Let's do that. Nuts. <laughs> Hitting knuckles now. <laughs> On that note, yeah. It's just great to hang out with you, man. Dude, and thank and, you so much for the time, man. And it's been just, cool yeah, chatting. I hope these shows are all that you want them to be. It sounds like you're in the right place, expecting the right sort of things. And that you've fun, got this man. music that can live on. Hells yeah, man. This is the fun part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, magic. You just get to play, man. It's good. Thanks, dude. Cool, Thank man. you so much. I'll Shot see you us. soon. Thanks. Charles. Ah. All right. What a great chat. What a lovely individual. I have a lot of time for Warwick, and so it was great that he made the time for us and came and had a nice fat chat. Hellcats' album, End of Days, is available wherever you get your music. So go out and listen. As we said, it's great for Joburg traffic. So turn it up and be safe. Um, but uh, have it loud and, and enjoy it uh, in, in all its glory. Uh, we are the videostore.co.za if you want to share the love. My name is Russell Grant. Uh, this episode was produced and edited by Graham Hackney. If you like what you're listening to, please uh, give us a subscribe. Come back next week. We've got some great episodes already in the canon and uh, we are excited to share them with you and just keep growing the community. Thank you for all the love and we will see you again next week. Cheers.